0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Born in the Rockies, Coors Light is lagered cold for a crisp, clean taste, filtered cold to ensure clarity and brightness, and packaged cold for peak refreshment. because those who thirst for more deserve the world's most refreshing beer. Welcome into a special edition of the Bulls Talk podcast presented by Coors Light. We are joined today by B.J. Armstrong, three-time Chicago Bulls champion, now a very successful NBA player agent. Now we can also add uh, executive producer to your, to your resume with a new documentary coming out on stadium, Pooh, the Derrick Rose story. Tell us how that whole uh, project came about.
0: Well, it came about, uh, you, know, you know, being here and playing for many years in Chicago, as Derrick did. Um... You know, he wanted to tell his story in his own words, and he thought it was very important for him to be very authentic in how the story would be told. Um, there was a lot of things swirling around um, when he was here, and he chose not to say much, if anything at all, and he thought this was the perfect time and the perfect you know, platform for him to tell his story in, in his own words and, and be able to share that with the people who have supported him from the beginning. And um, as he traveled around the world and, uh, and around the country, he wanted to make sure that those people who really have been with him and support him know the, the story. And he thought this was the perfect way for him to do that.
1: And the access is incredible. How long of a time frame was it where he had cameras following him, recording conversations that in other areas would have been private?
0: Yeah, it's, um, I want to say we started somewhere around 2000, what is it, 2014, 2015, right before the season, before he was, you know, right after the season when he was traded, uh, is where we started uh, actually videoing. And he wanted to be very transparent. He wanted to do this with integrity and be very truthful to the to the process and to the to the art itself and to the doc. And um, he was, I give him all the the, the credit because he had the courage to allow the camera to follow him everywhere. He didn't turn it off in tough moments. He didn't shy away from, you know, tough times. And uh, he really did a very nice job with saying, you know what, let's keep that camera rolling all the time. And, um, And hopefully, you know, people will get a chance to see that he wanted to see the story and tell it from a, you know, from a point of view where he includes everything that happened, the good, the bad, tough times, emotional times, and you'll see some some raw emotions, some things you that, you know, you probably haven't seen with the Derrick Rose.
1: And this just isn't a basketball story. This is about who he is, what he's all about, you know, his family, his how he grew up in, in Chicago and, and takes you behind the scenes of who he is as a person. Yeah,
0: he did. And, uh, you know, the one thing is, you know, is Derek was very aware. And, and as we were doing this, it became very apparent that this wasn't just a, a basketball story. This was a story about... Um, and I think the connection that all people can relate to is that there are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be some hurdles you have to jump over. There are going to be some bumps in the road. And it's not that those things, you know, anyone uh, is can run away from those things. You have to expect that adversity. And when that adversity comes, you have to be prepared and say, you know what, yeah, I fell down, but I got to get back up. And I think that's the human element that everyone will be able to relate to is because you saw a young man who was the youngest MVP, seemed to be on top of the world. He had everything going, and then suddenly it comes to a halt like that. And then he fell down, literally. And then he had to pick himself back up and deal with all of the things that he needed to do to get himself back on track. So I think that is the connection that all people will be able to to relate to because it happens to all of us.
1: I'm sure as his, as his player agent and good friend, you were involved in that process of trying to get him through some of the dark times when he got hurt again with the meniscus tear after the long road back from the ACL tear. How difficult was that process for Derek individually to try to, to, to get through? Here he was the youngest MVP in NBA history, now trying to get back to where he thought he should be as an NBA player.
0: Well, the, the hard part is, is understanding where you're at. And, you know, he's such a, he, such a wonderfully gifted athlete and physically the things he was able to do, that's what made him a special player. I mean, the way he could change direction, he seemed he could elevate, he had another gear he could always get to, and he was just so strong being able to finish with his right hand and left hand. Um, and the one thing that he had to learn is patience, and that's very hard for young people to learn is that, you know what, you have to work to get your body back and, and be patient with it. and. You know, Derek is a, he's he's fearless the way he plays. Um, He knows only really one speed. He just goes full tilt. There is no, you know, 85% with him. He's just going to go hard and he's going to lay it out there on the line. So he's just learning for him to be patient with himself and really don't be so hard on himself because I know one thing about him. And that's what made him great he wants it and he's willing to sacrifice and do whatever he needs to do to get there to get to 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 achieve that but once he was injured he had to find a new way to do that and I think that was the balancing act that he's learned now Um, you know we chuckle this year is that it took him like 10 11 years to figure out how to score 50 points in a game Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so you know with the injury, you know, becomes wisdom and comes a better understanding of, you know what, I just have to figure out how to do this a different way because he still has, you know, some really good years to play and be very effective in this league as his game transitions from the way he used to play into the way he plays today.
1: Derek was involved in some controversies away from the basketball court. Is that dealt with in this document? Yes, it
0: is. And again, we wanted to have um, the integrity of this of this documentary of showing everything and discussing it and that was one of the things that we wanted to discuss and um so again you'll see the full spectrum um he didn't run away from anything in the documentary and um i think you know people when they see this they'll be like they'll get a chance to see a Derek rose that they haven't seen before
1: yeah, it looks really powerful in some of the trailers we've seen. There's actually a clip of, of you calling him to say there was a trade to the New York Knicks, and his reaction is, is real life.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, that was one of the more difficult moments as a, as an agent because, you know, a, a lot of times we see these athletes, and, and being an ex-athlete, you, I had a chance to learn firsthand how people view you. You know, they— they see the player, and they—they're they, always we're looking at Derrick Rose, the, the MVP, Derrick Rose, the basketball player. And I get a chance to see Derrick Rose, the person. And um, that was a tough call because you know Derrick wanted to be here in Chicago, and uh, but the business is the business, and we all understand that. But um, that was one of our—that was one of the tough days for me because you—you you saw a kid give everything he had and I knew how bad he wanted to be here. I knew what this meant for him to be here. And um, you know it was just a tough moment but again he didn't want to shy away and turn the camera off so you're going to see his real reaction to how this played out and you'll see the person and that's one thing he wanted to make sure that you know he showed in this documentary, it's a, it's, a, it's a real story, and you'll get to see his real raw emotions as it happened in real time.
1: The years after he left Chicago, the one year in New York and then moving on to Cleveland, and then he gets involved in this three-team trade and, and released by the Utah Jazz, uh, the compelling photo we saw of him shooting by himself in, in a gym in Cleveland, almost to feel like nobody wanted me anymore. And now to come back to the player he is now, this, this is really, from an athletic standpoint, a remarkable story.
0: Well it, it is and you know the, the one thing that you learn and you know over the years I've learned is, is we all have to answer this question, who am I? And that's a real question that we all have to face whether you, you answer it earlier in life, middle age or you know later in life but you have to answer that and I think what has transpired for this young man in, from being a basketball player to having that injury, he was forced to answer that question probably much sooner than he probably would have liked. And I think that was part of the process of answering who am I? You know, as, a, as an ex-player, we all come to this final conclusion that who are, who are we once the air is taken out of, the, out of the ball? And then you see many athletes, or at least ex-athletes struggle with that. And I think Derek was forced to do that uh, at a very young age and that took some time. So uh, the one thing about him is, you know what, he's a fighter, you know, he's Chicago through and through and that's what, that's what you do here is you, you fight and you, you know what, you, when, when you get hit, you, you, you come back and you keep coming back. So um, he, he's gonna work, he's never gonna give up Um, And we wanted to let people see that. This is a part that you normally don't see. You just see the games and you come to the game and you go home. And Derek was, uh, he opened another part up that people are going to see the real him for the first time. And and, uh, I hope they enjoy it as much as we do.
1: Yeah, there's also uh, one of the trailers where there's a funny passage where Joe knows it's about time because you don't say bleep because because that's the Derek that we in the media gracious. knew. I mean, he was very gracious. He was always yes. giving of his time to the media, but he didn't really share too much about himself. He liked to keep it you know pretty low key with his interviews and stuff. Yeah. Now we get to know really what he's all about.
0: Exactly. You know, uh, you know the, the the thing about Derek. And I hope I don't give too much away. Is Derek is really funny. He has a he has a he's a he's a very funny. He has a he has a great sense of humor, but he doesn't show it. And you, you know, you've covered him for years, and you know, he's very polite, uh, very kind. But he's just, you know, he's he's very quiet uh, in that way. But here, hopefully, people will get a chance to see his personality. He's really funny. Um, you know, he has a he has a he has a lot of thoughts. He has a lot of things that he likes to you know that he likes to talk about. Um, and he really just he's a very thoughtful person. Um, so hopefully you'll be able to see that, and and I think Joe King knows that being around him, sure. that he, he has a lot to say, but he's chosen not to say much. You know, he, He's really divided this into two categories. There's the player, Derrick Rose, which he understands, and he accepts that responsibility of what comes with that, and then there's the person that he, he cherishes and that he really protects, and uh, I think that person, Derrick Rose, is the person that's that shows up when he's just observing what's going on around him. You know, he, he lets, his, you know, he lets the, the, the public persona do what the public persona does. And then, but Derrick Rose is just, you know, he just wants to fit in. And he's just a normal guy. And, and I think that's what people appreciate, appreciate most about him.
1: I know Bulls fans can't wait to see this. It's coming up Thursday, April 11th, 6 p.m., watchstadium.com slash live. Yes, is that correct? that is correct. Because people are going to, str- some people st- will struggle to find it. I want to yes. make sure that they can find it.
0: Yes, they will find it. And that was very important to to partner with Stadium. They've been great. And it was important for, for him because he wanted to put it on a platform where everyone could see it. Um, you know, growing up in Inglewood and, and understanding the environment and, and the people that he, you know, that he, uh, you know, that's followed him and people all around, all around the world, I should say, because, you know, he's, he's really you know he's traveled and done a lot so many things i think that was important for him to put it on a platform where everyone could see it and stadium has been wonderful to work with uh, i thought they've done an amazing job with um, with the film and uh, like i said it's we're excited to see the response and allow people to see the work and to see a side of Derek Rose that they haven't seen before.
1: Well, I know I can't wait to see the finished project, but I do want to tell you that you may have to add on to this project with a part two <laughs> because Derek's a free agent this summer. And I know there's a big groundswell of fan support right. for Derek to return. I know that he's still got a great relationship with management, the ownership. They'd love to have him back. It's obviously going to be a negotiation when the time comes, but could you you see that scenario possibly unfolding?
0: Well, you know, you and I have been around both long enough to say you never say never. And we've been around alone that anything is possible. So, um, you know, the one thing about working here with Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf and John Paxson and the people there is that that is correct. Even though there was a lot of things being said, the relationship with them never was was always solid. It was always tight from the beginning. They were very supportive of him, and and to this day, so, and we all have ties here in Chicago, and you know, being here, I've been here, I lived here for like 25 years, so, you know, once you're a Chicagoan, you're always a Chicagoan, so anything is possible, and you know, that would be an incredible ending, one that, we never thought of, but you never know what could happen and uh, we'll see in the end how this plays out.
1: So if the Bulls win the draft lottery on May 14th, maybe they should hold back that number one jersey for Zion Williamson? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, you know what,
1: if you, if you get
0: a kid like that, you know what, you give that kid whatever he wants. He looks like he, he has a chance to be a terrific player, you know. He, he's, he looks like he could be a difference maker. Um, you know, he's so athletic and and um, you know he looks like he's going to be a special player at the next level.
1: And they don't have to assign jersey numbers till training camp, anyway. So yeah, we, we get that all you, figured yeah, out, right? Yeah, he's
0: number twenty-five now, <laughs> so he, he's moved on.
1: <laughs> Do want to tell you that you know uh, Will Purdue is part of our broadcast team and Horace comes in from time to time. So we have a lot of stories about the old days. And it seems like with time, some of those stories get bigger and bigger. Oh, I'm uh, sure. I'm you know, guys are talking about how great they were in practice and standing up to Michael and all this stuff. Yeah. T- tell me something about Will Purdue that maybe our audience doesn't know.
0: Will was the neatest person. <laughs> I bet when he comes in, and he does the show. I bet everything is in its proper place. It comes in. Yes, he organizes right. the water. He's got the pins <laughs> perfect. The papers right here. The chairs are in its. I I I, I never seen a guy who is so organized as right. Will Purdue. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will was one of my favorites because you know he was such. He he was so funny. He never paid for lunch. He never paid for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he always forgot his wallet in the room. But he's a great guy, and um, you know he's just a terrific. And then of course Horace, you know. He's still
1: complaining that Michael never passed yeah, him Yeah, Horace or.
0: is. You know, he always wanted more shots. And all you had to do was just run one play for him, and then he was fine. You know. But they were both great teammates, and obviously they both had great careers. And um, and uh, I'm very happy to call both of them my friend. And uh, they, you know, they're they're good people.
1: Horace is kind of sheepish now when we show that video of Orlando carrying him off the court when they beat the Bulls in the playoff series. He doesn't like to see that anymore because he's on the Bulls payroll.
0: Yeah, Horace is very diplomatic. You know, I, yeah, he's uh, you know that was uh, I remember that I was we played in that game and I remember playing and you know that was that, that was a uh, you know it's like one of those things I remember when Horace played there. You know, Shaq was such a dominant figure and Penny Hardaway and. They were a young team and, uh, you know, Horace was really one of the players that kind of pushed them over the top when he went down there. And um, he fit in well with there and he he really had an opportunity to play off Shaq and play off Penny and and do what Horace does. I mean, he was obviously a terrific rebounder, defender and all of those things. And once he added that little, you know, 15 footer, that little elbow jump shot, I mean, they It really added to their team and what they were able to do down there.
1: Well, people remember those Bulls teams so finely. It's hard to believe it's been that long ago (laughs) since since those championship years. But congratulations on all your success. And like I said, we can't wait to watch Poo, the Derrick Rose story, watchstadium.com slash live Thursday, April 11th at 6 o'clock. And I understand there's a preview show at 530 that people can watch to get themselves ready so they can make a whole evening of it. BJ, thank you you so much for the visit. It was great catching up and we can't wait to see it.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Great, Great seeing you as
1: well. This is the Bulls Talk Podcast presented by Coors Light. Remember to catch all of our shows at NBCSportsChicago.com slash podcast. We'll be coming at you again real soon as we get ready to close the curtain of 2018-19 NBA season.
0: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack.